0: I woke up early this morning, literally laughing, thinking about what a bunch of morons the Democrats plus eleven are for giving someone like me free time.
1: The first part of that statement: Who wakes up early in the morning laughing, other than people who are actually insane? Really,
0: <laughs> that's the facts, right there. You know who wakes
1: um, up? Ah, oh, those fools! You sound like a fucking Bond villain. Hello and welcome to history's greatest idiots the podcast in which we look back on the greatest mistakes in human history and give you lessons that you can learn from so you never make the same mistakes again but who are we kidding we're humans we make mistakes all the time and actually a lot of the time that's how we learn and sometimes they're they're quite fun aren't they (laughs) joining me as ever is my my amazing co-host derek how are you doing buddy how's everything over there
0: Uh. I'm doing fantastic, man. Got the monsoon storms rolling through here, so it's cooled off for us. Oh, Um, dude. So that's been nice.
1: I'm so jealous. I could do with a monsoon right now. (laughs) It's, It's currently 88 degrees over in the UK, and unlike you guys down in Arizona, we do not have air conditioning, and we do not have a breeze, and I am finding various different ways of trying to cool myself down short of sacrificing something to some deity. It's, um,
0: <laughs> I, I feel like I can feel it through the. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The I'm pretty certain anyone who is listening
1: and watching, particularly those who are watching, will be able to sense that I am struggling with the heat. Um, however, um, that's hopefully it'll only last a few more days because I have four meetings tomorrow, and it's going to be 30 degrees again. So I'm going to have to basically like have a cold shower between each meeting. I think to cope with the day.
0: Oh man. Yeah. That is, yeah. That and the rough. zoom
1: meeting, so you have to look good. You know, you can't, like, oh. show up in your pajamas for clients and stuff, so... Yeah.
0: You just could jump into the icebox in oh, between, hang out. Good. Keep your... Ooh, you could rotate out your shirt. Yes. In I the could, freezer.
1: I, I could <laughs> do it like a Christina Aguilera <laughs> at an MTV Awards. It could have multiple costume changes. <laughs> That'd be there great. Amazing idea. Problem solving here. Yeah. So, um, this week, it is episode 13, um, which, you know, there's there's probably luck elements involved in that. Derek, as our 13th episode, who is your subject of, um, well, stupidity and idiocy this week? Who have you got?
0: Now I'm actually kind of worried. because I, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. this. Is the thirteenth episode? 13th, no. Lucky thirteen. Mm. This is mine. Is a current serving uh, U.S. representative. Okay. So, gosh, I hope that's not unlucky for me. <laughs> but <laughs> you would um, expect that our representatives would be a, a wide array of diverse individuals that make things work because they're like a cross section. Um, of America, right?
1: I would hope so, yes.
0: I mean, that's the purpose. They're the representatives. They represent
1: the people, and all the people, not just the old rich white people.
0: Right, (laughs) and you would think that that's a great thing, but if you drill down a little bit further Mm. and you start to remember that, well, some folks are a little bit off. Sure. We'll say. Yeah. They're they're special. Sure. But not like a snowflake. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, maybe like a snowflake too. Anyway, but I'd like to think that those people are represented, represented, but not, like, by those folks. Sure. Like, I want them to have a voice, but I don't want them to be in Washington making the laws.
1: No, no, no. We were we're uh, over in this country. We were aware of the Tea Party, and that's what it looked like for a while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that uh, the the kind of the winds of madness have swept across a portion of the America, and some of them have made their way into the the powers of the halls of power. So,
0: and that's and it's it's a strange time for me, like, Because right. I like to look at things from all the different angles, of course, which know? is good, which so, is healthy. Um, I I didn't want to jump into anybody too modern, sure. Uh, I feel kind of like I'm cheating here because <laughs> everybody loves to talk about this one, but uh, she just keeps piling on the crazy shit.
1: Oh, we're so, on to our second ever female. This is interesting. Yes, it is a woman. Wow. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, Sorry, ladies, that this is a representative for you, but uh, she was born in Midgetville, Georgia, on May 27th, 1974. Okay, And from all accounts... Led a relatively normal, upper-middle-class sort of life in the state of Georgia. Okay. Uh, she graduated from the University of Georgia with a bachelor's in business administration in 1996. Right. And And uh, then she kind of went to work for her dad's company when she met her husband, and they kind of took over there for a while. Good old Fast nepotism. to... Yeah, well, it it works, I yeah, suppose. And
1: she's got a good degree, <laughs> so yeah, that's. I don't have any issue with anyone using their degree, if especially if it's a leg up for the family business. Why not? That's fine. I'm okay well, with that kind of nepotism.
0: Plus, she's got to get, uh, like, ready for. Her time in Washington, get comfortable with the idea of nepotism, maybe. Because <laughs> in 2016, she starts to get involved with the the politics, and more specifically, the 2016 Republican presidential primaries. Oh. Yeah, nepotism. Yeah,
1: central <laughs> right there.
0: So... She starts to get involved in more weird shit on top of her involvement in the presidential primaries. And in early 2017, she starts up uh, with the American Truth Seekers website, which is a conspiracy news, fake news-based website for folks that don't know. Okay. Uh, She's known to be a regular contributor and authored over 50 articles for the site. Wow. And... Then she went on to contribute for a pro-police fake news website in 2018 called The Law Enforcement Today. um, As opposed to yesterday. Yeah, well, more uh, how to not get caught with systemic racism, I suppose, might be one of their articles. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Additionally, she was a top official for the Family America Project, and the moderator of their face group Facebook group. You might have heard about them in the news because in that group there were numerous members that posted death threats against various democrats. Oh my gosh. Um, they engaged in a whole bunch of bigotry towards the Obamas mm. and kind of started kicking out some of the early governmental conspiracies that have really kind of taken hold like Q and, here, on and right all and all that. Right. Mm. So I guess um you wouldn't be surprised then when I say that she got really into that too.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: At this point, I really can't keep it a secret anymore <laughs> because I just <laughs> want to dive into the crazy shit Go that she's di- she's done. But Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene, uh, you may have heard of her. Yeah. U.S. Representative from Georgia. Oh, yeah. Um, Super into conspiracy theories, and I kind of tried to dive into the... <laughs> big ones that she's kicked out like pizzagate pizzagate is hilarious if, if folks don't know what that is yes please explain um, she posted directly about uh the what is it the u.s government's infiltrated by communists sure. and the liberal representatives hmm. and ultra elite um,
1: <laughs> who were all republicans as far as i can tell but carry on please
0: but they were also Satan worshippers. Oh, of course. Of course they
1: are that old chestnut. Okay.
0: Child diddling. Of course. Bathing in the blood of children. Oh, uh, it's, it's Bohemia Grove
1: all over again. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: And most importantly, all of that was taking place. They were getting together in a basement of a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant.
1: Why are people... Uh, that, if they're the elite, right... Wouldn't they just use, Uh I don't know, the the stuff under Denver Airport or Bohemia Grove, like actual Bohemia Grove, where actual elites gather? Why would they use a fucking pizza basement?
0: Right. Well, the crazy shit is that there's not even a basement on the building of of that pizza joint in DC. Amazing. And they found that out because some of the stuff that she was propagating drove a dude to storm the pizza joint Oh, my God. Uh, assault weapon oh my God. trying to save the children, but <laughs> nobody was killed. Uh, he was only slightly injured and arrested. Sorry, he but, went there to I save mean,
1: the children with the assault weapons yes. in a basement.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he the super elite were down there diddling and eating them uh, after bathing in their blood, <laughs> oh, so he had to get in there and get them out. Oh, my and God. And that's one of the QAnon yeah. conspiracies that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene pushed forward. And and that was before she became a congressperson in mm. 2019. Jeez. She officially started in 2020. Um, she showed up her first day with one of the face masks, which she wore.
1: Um, okay, great, yeah.
0: That said Trump won. Oh. And that was on January 3rd, like just before the inauguration. So it was an
1: attention thing on her first day
0: kind of um and then she's been seen outside of the doors of some of the other more liberal representatives yelling random shit about them being communists and needing to take off their diaper and just stuff you (laughs) wouldn't really think a lawmaker would be involved in i mean they're a leader of like the free country also those are
1: your fucking colleagues what are you doing
0: Well, think about if you did that at work. Can you imagine? Like if you just pounded on <laughs> the, the other the second in door. charge.
1: Is thought you're a fucking communist. Like uh, communism has <laughs> never really been a thing, and it's never truly existed, and it certainly hasn't <laughs> existed in this country for a very long time. So Jesus, <laughs> that's that's hilarious.
0: Well, so she's doing all of that, and then January sixth happens. Oh God. And. For folks that don't know, weren't paying attention. The Capitol, the United States Capitol building, mm. uh, Congress and Senate, was stormed and overrun by protesters that were supporting Trump and, oddly enough, QAnon stuff yeah. still. Like, they're waiting for a storm to come and uh, all of this stuff. But they they dive in so deep. Mm. And she posts tweets um, like... Right after the, the, the riot, right. where she sheltered in place without a mask, because she was like, you guys, you're all getting COVID. <laughs> um, she tweeted right after, Democrats must be held accountable for their political violence and, uh, and inspired by their rhetoric.
1: What is she talking about?
0: Apparently, she thinks that they were not... Uh, her supporters and Trump supporters in that line of thinking. Oh, that oh is it. she going to say it was an antifa fla- uh,
1: false flag thing? Yeah, there you Hear go. Bullshit. Because she
0: loves false flag stuff. Because <laughs> she's using that to say that's what they use to push gun control. Sandy Hook didn't happen. That's oh, a tweet another she's one. Posted.
1: Oh, does she think that the kids are crisis actors, like Alex Fucking Jones yes. said? Oh no! Yep. Oh, I hate this and, woman.
0: And sh- and she's in there making laws, <sighs> right? Now, it seems hilarious on the surface, and everybody's making fun of her, but there's like a darker, dangerous aspect. Absolutely,
1: to it. there is. She's that, in the halls of power again. This woman believes yeah. all sorts of random, crazy shit. Unbelievable.
0: And the scary part of that is that she's bringing validity and normalization mm. to thinking yeah. the crazy kind of shit. So, yeah. um,. She, she tweeted out about Jewish space lasers. Oh no, controlling the weather. So <laughs> that's why I, I was waiting there, for right, the I anti-Semitism to creep
1: in. I was waiting for yeah. it, but like the, the whole like eating children, bathing in blood, world elites control everything. Um, John Ronson wrote a book called uh, "Them," which is a great book about okay. conspiracy theories, and it's the same book where he storms Bohemia Grove with a pre-Info Wars Alex Jones. And he sees a bunch of powerful old dudes pissing against trees and getting drunk and having a good time. And Alex Jones witnesses a human sacrifice, even though um, John Ronson was like, no, that that wasn't a human sacrifice. That was pumped in through audio, and that was a, a papier-mâché doll, and nobody died. It was all fate. He's like, no, no, they're Satanists. So, like, if you read that book... Um, A lot of the conspiracy theories that people pump out when they talk about world elites and bankers and bathing in blood and child sacrifice, a lot of it, unfortunately, centers around anti-Semitic tropes that have been around for a few hundred years and that people have used since the dawn of time to discriminate against Jewish people. And, you know, we can talk, we can go into depth about, you know, the current situation in Israel, which is incredibly complicated. But anti-Semitic um, conspiracy theories, they're kind of the backbone of pretty much every conspiracy theory that now exists. And it's weird that she would go from the usual standard tropes of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories to Jewish space lasers, which...
0: Right. What? That straight-up aluminum foil tinfoil oh, yeah. hat-wear and conspiracy no theory level right there. <laughs> so it concerns me that, yeah. you know, she's she's... Leading or involved in making laws, yeah, shit that could put people in prison or take people out or keep people out. Yeah, it should be concerning um, to she's everyone, into stuff like really. That. Um, she she was recently removed from her committee assignment. <sighs> Thank God. And uh And yeah, right. <laughs> and in response to that, uh, did she tweet she, something? She's she she uh, actually uh, put out. Uh, quote of I woke up early this morning, literally laughing, thinking about what a bunch of morons the Democrats, plus eleven, are for giving someone like me free time. Um, um, in
1: in a I, way, I agree with her because she might go and shoot up a nursery or some crazy shit like that. But also, like, um, I I have to the, the first part of that statement: Who wakes up early in the morning laughing? Other than people who are actually insane,
0: really—that's <laughs> facts, right? There. You know
1: who wakes um, up? Ah, oh, those fools! You sound like a fucking Bond villain, really? Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, space lasers. Space lasers. That's Jewish, Jewish space lasers. That was Austin Powers. <laughs> so she's she's all over, um, saying she, basically, "I'm going to get you." For with what? taking her from the community or the committees for review. And the plus 11 is the 11 other Republicans that were like, no, you're batshit crazy, (laughs) you're out too. The ones that Um, saw
1: sense and said, right, we have to work with these people across the aisle now, so why don't we actually kind of not calling Satanist child, eating, whatever the fuck, you know, we we actually need to make this country better, like Trump was talking right. about for years, so why don't we try and work with our colleagues across the aisle She's like, no, burn them all, I'm going to stand outside their office <laughs> and we on the door or some crazy shit, I don't Jeez. know
0: and the, the thing too with the giving someone like me free time, that actually is <laughs> like a scary thing yeah, because that's because like that's,
1: FBI alert level threat right there
0: it's the type of behavior that you've seen with dangerous people oh, yeah. from Jim Jones to Adolf himself, yeah. you know, uh, which is actually fitting because of her links to extreme anti-Muslim and anti-Semitic uh, groups and comments so, and things that she's made. So she's anti-Muslim. Uh, she's,
1: anti, uh, she's anti-Semitic. She's She does not like Democrats. Um, I'm assuming she right. probably isn't pro-LGBTQI+. Nope, nope.
0: nope. She's... Uh, currently in a feud with Caitlyn jenner um about transgender not being a thing oh, and God. actually attacked another colleague's uh i believe it was child while they were visiting saying you, about using the bathroom um uh, being a, a tra- oh, transgendered person. so she's essentially um, the only
1: people she likes are wasps basically
0: um i, I don't even she, she, the only people she likes are shit crazy people <laughs> i think <laughs> not even um, wasps amazing yeah, because some of them, it's like, I think, would, would go, um... Get away from me? N- no, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to the and, country club, it's, leave it's, me alone. It sucks because I've been in groups where we're standing around and we want to make a change and hmm. we're saying something. And then Bob to the left says some just crazy outlandish shit. And you're like, well, no, not him, though. <laughs> and then people to your, to your other side say it and you're like, oh... Well, I didn't understand what I was getting into. I've got to go back over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh but that's not that's not the case because she's coming out and saying that uh, the COVID vaccinations, oh, she's gosh. pushing that th- she's using Nazi era imagery to say um, that's. The way that biden's rolling out the new covid vac- vaccination protocol i'm not sure what? the correlation I think she was trying to be um ironic i don't I know. think maybe, maybe she's she trying to be, trying to be inflammatory
1: but like i don't i don't see the link between a massive rollout of immunization and and fascism like you
0: putting people in camps uh, i guess that's just, but even, i don't even that's weird because no one's in a camp.
1: You know, um, no people are walking freely and and saying, "I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm going to walk wherever the hell I want without a mask on." No one's sticking you in a yep. camp, um, and
0: and that's that's part of what is, it makes it so dangerous hmm. is that. She's in a position of power. People look up to her and say, hey, this is a leader. I can believe and trust in what she's saying. And if a person like this is saying it, you could see how it could gain a little bit of steam and turn into a bad thing. The thing is... Which makes it...
1: Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say?
0: It makes it especially troubling since Mm. recently she's supporting racism, anti-Semitism uh false flag operations to push gun control so that the the communists that have infiltrated can take over and then this new feud with the uh lgbtq plus sure. I think I said it wrong lgbtqi but
1: plus yeah that's the one yeah
0: the people that just want to be people that yeah. want to be the, themselves just want to be free so. from
1: harassment and live a normal life
0: just do what I want yeah. to do at any given time as long as I'm not fucking with anybody else. Exactly. I, I think that's the right way to be. Yeah.
1: Isn't that kind of the foundation of America? Essentially, yes. let me do what I want to you do would, and yeah. leave me alone as long as I don't fuck with anyone. That's kind of the founding fathers right there, right? Yeah. Also I don't tax that us that if we're not be... going to get represented.
0: Right. I think that, that first bit there might be the actual definition of freedom
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> let me do what i want as long as i don't hurt anyone that's that's kind of biblical level freedom to be quite honest um that's 10 commandments don't kill your neighbor and uh get along with them basically um <laughs> i just
0: yeah and <sighs> and and don't uh If your neighbor is saying stuff like, do we get to hang them now, (sighs) Hillary and Obama? Oh, my God. Um, Don't say stuff like, quote, the stage is being set, players are being put in place, but we must be patient, this must be done perfectly, or liberal judges will let them off. That's
1: Trump, right? End quote. Or is that her?
0: No, that was her responding to a tweet on that. that Facebook page. Right, because they're also doing this thing that I hate of um like leaving themselves an out mm. being an asshole but saying oh i'm just joking they're no. leaving a, a little bit of plausible de- deniability which is one of the reasons i think why mm. nobody in leadership was like brought up on any charges for the yeah. rushing of the capital yeah um 'Cause they didn't come right out and say, Hey, go be violent in protest exactly, and take, yeah. take the capital. But they did say stuff like, We need to take our house back <clears throat>
1: I know. Um, and then people died. So Right. Um, um I feel like yes, they they will have got away with it because they've been somewhat clever in that respect, but history will not look back kindly on these people. It really won't. So what what what's right. she up to now? Is is that kind of where the story ends? She's currently in limbo waking up laughing every morning.
0: Um uh, and feuding on Twitter with Caitlyn Jenner. With Caitlyn Jenner. Recent, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, what what uh what what do you give me on this special special? I do
1: I do like a good current idiot. I really do. Um, <laughs> um I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I have this thing about conspiracy theories i have a kind of a two-point theory on 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 why people kind of get into them and why i don't um the first point is that i think conspiracy theories give humanity and human beings either too much or too little credit depending on the theory it oversimplifies everything because the fact of the matter is the truth of any situation throughout history it's never clear-cut and it, it always resists simplicity so if if People are like, well, the pyramids are amazing. They're so accurate. Look at the angles they're in. The stones weigh thousands and thousands of pounds. And how could they have possibly moved them there? And Stonehenge, you know, where did that... How did they get the stones there? Must have been built by aliens. First of all... (laughs) I know, that's my favourite one. Um, Because it's so stupid, it assumes the existence of an extraterrestrial species that we have absolutely no proof exists. But we have the proof of human achievement in front of us, but we can't believe it because... How could they have done that so many thousands of years ago? Well, for one thing, the idea that because there are multiple pyramids all over the world, it must have been one alien race that made them kind of precludes the fact that humans tend to think alike. So that's why there were multiple people who can claim ownership of the invention of the telephone or, or, right. or the, the invention of tel- television or, or mathematic problems being thought up by different people across the world it's because humans have a very set way of thinking about things and it's the reason we've evolved to the point of being the most dominant species on the planet is because we tend to think in a problem-solving way and when you have a lot of innovators alive some of those innovators are going to think in exactly the same way and um the other thing is, you
0: know, I like to say it's collective conscious,
1: yeah, collective conscious. Absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what you're talking about. And and also what happens with conspiracy theories is um, people will take a grain of truth about the thing. And they will take Uh that to be the core of it as opposed to, you know, the fact that it's probably a bit more complicated than that. A perfect example is Princess Diana's death. People are like, well, somebody, you know, the royal family hired someone to kill her. It's just like the driver was drunk. We know that. And we know that paparazzi were chasing after them on mopeds. Two plus two equals four in that circumstance. People crash at high speed, the guy was drunk, and they're dead. And also then they get into the minutiae of the conspiracy, like, why didn't they take him to the nearest hospital? Why did they take him to the the second nearest hospital? It's like, well, hospitals have this thing where they tend to keep all of... uh, In a a nighttime where they're thinking they're going to have a lot of injuries because people are going out and getting drunk and whatever, they tend to get all their specialists in one area so they can treat a specific type of injury with all of the experts in one place instead of having them dotted all around the place. Um, but my other right. favourite one is when conspiracy theories give people too much credit. So, <laughs> the nine eleven stuff is very complicated, and um, there's a lot of stuff going there. But my favourite one, the sweeping statement, is that nine eleven was an inside job. To give that much credit to the Bush administration, who <laughs> then went on to either deliberately or accidentally, botched Katrina response so catastrophically that it actually costs lives. I I don't think that they could have been as efficient as the people who are 9-11 truthers believe. I mean, I, th- there are elements oh. of that that are a bit wobbly and a bit like, oh, we've maybe not been told the full truth, but I do not believe for one second that the American government is responsible for killing 3,000 of its own citizens. In, in, a, in an attack just to start a war with terrorists because the idea of yeah. america thinking oh we'll start a war on another noun you know terror <laughs> instead of poverty or drugs you know this one will definitely yeah. work we'll definitely defeat this noun um it's just the, so conspiracy the and the problem with conspiracy <laughs> theories is when you look into them long enough and you do your research it's really quite easy to debunk them. There was a wrestler on Twitter who was espousing a Breitbart article that said that 22% of Americans wanted a gender-neutral Santa. And he was saying that it was it was as a result of uh, the collapse of social structures and it was a terrible thing and blah, blah. So first of all, I knew this guy was an idiot. Um, so I was immediately suspicious <laughs> because he's a wrestler and... Dude just picks up on whatever (laughs) Breitbart tells him, and I know what Breitbart are like. So I looked into the source of it, and I got about three articles deep when they credited where the source was. The article originally came from a, I think it was a Florida-based newspaper, that had picked it up from a poll that was run by a, um, it was a graphic design company that are based in the UK that had... 2,000 respondents, 51% of which were from the UK, 49% of which were from the US. So only half of the people who responded to the the survey were actually from America. So that means that, say, about 1,000 people. And of those 1,000 people, um, only, let's say, half of the 22% were America and half were the UK. So that means about 11%, so literally 110 people out of 1,000 or so people, wanted a gender neutral Santa. Now, the reason this website were talking about this is because they were asking people if they wanted us them to design a gender neutral Santa for them to use in their cards, which makes sense. But the newspaper then took that to say, oh, Americans were involved in this. So we'll take this sample size of a thousand Americans, 110 of which were wanting a gender neutral Santa, and we'll blow that up and then add in the extra 11% that came from the UK, and then we'll apply it to 300 million people. So I told this, I, I showed him this, the resources, and he still didn't believe me. He was like, oh, so this is the source, I can look at it. I was like, yeah, this is the exact source they're talking about. He's like, well, I still think the liberals and blah, 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 I was like, right, I'm blocking you now. I've done the legwork, he's still a fucking idiot, so...
0: 110 people is not even enough no. to sell out a dive bar show. That
1: is not. And that is, like, 110 <laughs> people want an agenda-neutral Santa out of 1,000. I I'd be like, well, yeah. That's, that's, that's That makes sense to me, that 110 people out of 1,000 people would want that, because there'll be 150 people who want a, a skinny Santa, and uh, 125 who want the fattest Santa on the planet. You know, there's always going to be divergent opinions on stuff. <laughs> so conspiracy right. theories are inherently bought into by, especially what people who buy into multiple theories. Like, I can believe one or two where you're like, I'm not 100% sure about this. I don't believe that aspect of it. That's fine to question stuff. It's okay to be cynical. That's what Noam Chomsky said. If you're not being cynical, you're not paying attention. However, when you buy into every aspect of multiple conspiracy theories, I tend to look at the people who do that and you look at their past and how they kind of, were brought up, the relationship they had maybe with power structures in their youth, the the people that influenced them when they grew up, I think you will find that they did not have the greatest relationship with authority figures. And that will be something that exists throughout their life to this day, to the point where they're banging on their colleagues' door calling them fucking communists or something.
0: See now, that's weird to me though If they didn't have a good relationship with authority figures Why are they so in support of the systemic racism within the police? Because they see it as rebellion Because they
1: believe that liberal elites control the world When, if you've spent any time in America Not as liberal liberal as some of the conspiracy theorists will have you believe There are elements of it that are But the control lies quite strongly with conservative powers In the same way it does in the UK these are very conservative countries. Right. So um, what I my, my point with her was she's bought into these hook, line, and sinker, and it, it's become her entire life. So in terms of scoring, oh, yeah. I'm going to go um, because she's still around. I feel like she's been somewhat neutered. Her power has been somewhat restricted, thank God. Um, and no one's going to want to work with her because who's going to want to be attached to that anchor, you know?
0: Well, that's the thing, though, is that she's already pushing to jump on the 2024 Trump uh, run for re-election. That's, uh, wh- yeah. Which
1: Trump? Which which one's going... Is it going to be Daddy Trump or is it going to Donald, be Donald, Donald again? again? Is he going to be like 80 yeah, or something by the time that rolls around?
0: Oh, yeah. There's some sliver of people that uh, I think are shaving no. off their own sort of uh, party on on the right side. Ridiculous. 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 um,
1: If she wants to do that, that's fine. I'm happy to give this woman a 70. Um, I feel like if she were in a real position of power, so if she were the secretary of whatever or the... the, the, You know, if she had an actual post within a government and she was espousing conspiracy theories, I would be very worried for the state of America. However, she... People get... Elected idiots are unfortunately too common in democracy for it to be, you know, an aberration. So there'll there'll always be one person who's a fucking lunatic in there, and <laughs> they'll always be like, "Oh yeah, well, this is the price of democracy." That person. So you know, I'm I'm fine with her existing in that capacity because she gets to be the court jester and the distraction from right. the far more serious issues that are probably going on in the party. It's like, hey, look at this. Yeah. dancing crazy person over here just ignore the fact that we're taking away women's rights and all of this other stuff so yeah
0: it's it is an <laughs> interesting time to be in america right now though i tell you what it, I, I don't yeah
1: know. it reminds me that there's it feels very uncertain yeah, yeah. It, it, it's always the elements of uncertainty are cyclical there was an artist called um um paul clee I think it was. Um, it's spelt, um, or it might be clay, K-L-E-E. I guarantee you'll have seen some of his paintings. He was one of okay. the forefront of the Bauhaus movement in Germany in the 1920s and 30s. Okay. Obviously not a great time to be at the forefront of a modernist artistic movement in Germany. Um, the Nazis were on the rise, and as soon as they got the opportunity to co- uh, to do it, they suppressed the Bauhaus movement, all of his artwork, all of his design, all of these incredible feats of modernism were destroyed in favour of like, no, we're, we're descended from ancient Greek deities. Let's use that stuff. So <laughs> he died as Hitler was rising to power at like 1940 or something when the, the, the Germans were sweeping through Europe. And I, I just feel sorry for that guy because I feel like if only he'd lived another 10 years, he'd have, been, he'd have seen the demolition of... You know the fascists in Germany. So it's it, for people out there who are thinking, God, I, I really am sick of the time we're living in right now, and it's so uncertain. These, these things never last. There is always like uh, something major happens, like nine eleven or a financial disaster or something like that, and the automatic response of society is just extremism, and right. it hangs around for a few years. Idiots come in, they they make sweeping changes, and then people go, oh. What are we thinking? Let's just get rid of them and go back to being calm again. You know, it just takes a bit yeah. of time. So we're still living in the post nine eleven world. Hopefully, it's going to end soon. It's been twenty fucking years. Time to stop being quite so crazy. So yeah, I'm happy to go with the sentence. The, the
0: COVID world. Now, yeah, we're
1: in the co- so. post COVID world. This is definitely a post COVID world. Hopefully, that's the end of wars on nouns i hope it's
0: post (laughs) from what i hear man it's just getting worse again we're just getting same here
1: as well um so that's that's your current person my person is a little bit older than yours this week there we go i have a 16th century danish uh scientist you could say an astronomer again an actually incredibly intelligent and amazingly um qualified person who is definitely an idiot, and you will see why for multiple reasons in this. I'd like to introduce you to the scandalous life of Tycho Brahe, and I'm going to mispronounce that multiple times. Tycho (laughs) Brahe, that's um, been suggested, actually, by a fellow um, podcaster called History Obscura Pod, Uh, If you want to go to at History Obscura Pod on Instagram, you will find them there. You can listen to their podcasts on anchor.fm slash History Obscura. They suggested this person. When they told me why, I was like, oh, that's great. I I, I love this guy. (laughs) He's an astronomer who reached the absolute pinnacle of his profession in the 16th century and fucked it all up and then died in the most ridiculous way of anyone, including Gigi Allen, And um, the wrestling uh, promoter who was uh, chasing prostitutes around naked, covered in baby oil and cocaine, with a baseball bat, I don't know if you remember that guy, Um, his death is as ridiculous as Adolf Frederick's, and it fits into the same realm as well, so... All right. can't wait to tell you this story. There's going to be a lot of guff, so I will try and make my way through the unpronounceable Danish names. I do apologize in advance to the few people from Scandinavian countries who will be listening to this. I am terrible at pronunciation. I'm going to give it my best, but I'm uneducated and stupid, so you know, don't expect too much.
0: It's <laughs> better you than me, because I would be offensive with how bad <laughs> I would be. Not intentionally. No, of course but... not.
1: <clears throat> okay, here we go. <laughs> Uh, Tycho was born at his family's ancestral seat at Knutstorp Castle, about eight kilometres north of Svalov. Yeah, Svalov, um, in the Danish Scania. So there's a bunch of words there I don't understand, but Denmark, basically. Rich guy, Denmark born. Okay.
0: Um Good There you go. Thank you, because I had no idea what the hell was happening.
1: Born <laughs> into a very wealthy family who had a fucking castle. That's that's really all we need to know in Denmark. So there we go. Uh, He was the oldest of twelve siblings, eight of whom lived to adulthood, which is actually a decent average for the 16th century in that part of the world, Um, including Steen Brahe, Sophia Brahe. Um, His twin brother died before being baptized. Which uh, he was a very precocious child, very intelligent. Can you imagine the kind of the conversations? How would the church answer questions from a child? About getting into heaven when you aren't baptized in the sixteenth century. Like how do they reconcile that? How do you answer oh that question from a kid?
0: That's that's a tough yeah, one right but, there. Um, um...
1: So you have to be baptised to go to heaven, but he died before he could be baptised because he was a child. And, Look, something shiny. Yeah, lo- coins. <laughs> Yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tycho later wrote an ode in Latin to his dead twin, which was printed in 1572 at his first, as his first published work. There's a massive rich kid move right there. It's like, Mum. Dad, I've written a little thing about my twin brother. Oh, that's great. Let's take it to the family printing press and get it out to the serfs. Just... Aw, oh, man. I <laughs> know. No. <laughs> it, it, for all we know, like, I hope it was good. Uh, you know, well, yeah. The, the, but that's typical of rich people in the 16th century. It's like we, a poor kid could have written Harry Potter and we would never have known about it because there's no way of getting it out there. Whereas now we have the internet, people are writing stuff all the time. It just obviously doesn't get noticed in the noise, but at least we have access to it. Um, yeah. Tycho. Later wrote an oh uh, no, I've just written I've just read that. Um an epitaph originally from Knutstorp, uh but now on a plaque near the church door shows the whole family, including Tycho as a boy, so clearly got a lot of power if they've got a plaque in front of a fucking church. Um when he was only two years old, Tycho was taken away for taken away, I want you to read, kidnapped. Uh-oh. Because they he was okay. definitely fucking kidnapped. Um, to be raised by his uncle, Jorgen Thigerson. Brahe and his wife, Inga Oxer, sister of Peder Oxer, who was the steward of the realm... Uh, Something powerful, rich people, shit. Um, (laughs) Okay. uh, ...who were childless. So his uncle had married this woman. They couldn't have a child, so they're like, I'll just steal my brother's kid.
0: You got 12. Can I just have one?
1: I just want the oldest one. You know, you've already done the legwork. Let me let me have that one there. That's going to be the easiest one to raise. No problem whatsoever. Um, Seems it legit. It does. Like I, I guess that's how. I mean, Madonna got away with it, so why can't everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's unclear why Otto Brahe, his actual birth dad, uh, reached this arrangement with his brother, but Tycho was the only one of his siblings not to be raised by his uh, his mother at Knudstrup. So.
0: It's because he was asking what happens if you don't get yeah. baptized and you die. They were like, you know yeah, what? Just fuck this, this kid, take him away. away. <laughs> we're
1: getting it we're getting it on the bad uh standing with the church. Get him away. Raise him in a different <laughs> castle. Um so <laughs> <laughs> instead Tycho was raised by uh Jorgen Brahe's uh estate at Tostarup and at Tranakair on the island of Langeland and later at Nice Behovard castle near Odense. Odense, <laughs> I know. I know Odense. Um, and later again at the castle of Nykabing on the island of Falster. This sounds like something from Skyrim, the shit I'm saying here.
0: <laughs> well, I showed a little immaturity there when you were saying that, that one sounded like the town's named Nice. Butt. Yeah, it did.
1: It did. Don't worry, there was a record <laughs> uh, temperature recorded in... Um, uh, northern ireland yesterday 32 degrees or something and it was something like bally kiss Cock or something like that and everyone's like that's made up <laughs> there's no way a place like that is made up. but yeah it definitely exists um tycho later wrote that jorgen brahe raised me and generously provided for me during his life until my 18th year he always treated me as his own son and made me his heir so basically as soon as he was 18 he got kicked the fuck out of the house so, <laughs> basically... See,
0: he was asking too many questions. Yeah. Still.
1: Why, where's my brother? Why Is is he in hell or purgatory? <laughs> oh, God, this kid. I <laughs> can't wait till you turn 18. Um, from ages 6 to 12, Tycho attended Latin school, probably Nykobing, at age 12 on... Uh, wow, very specific. 19th of April, 1559, Tycho began studies at the University of Copenhagen at the age of fucking 12. Oh...
0: Pre- there was a roll call that day. Jesus, um, That's, that's yeah, it, it must made have it been here. into right. history.
1: <laughs> um, th- uh, there, following his uncle's wishes, he studied law, but also studied a variety of other subjects and became interested in astronomy. At the university, Aristotle was a staple of scientific theory, and Tycho likely received a thorough training in Aristotelian physics and cosmology, which we very, very foundational until the Age of Enlightenment when people are like, okay, this shit we've been reading for the last 5,000 years, maybe not the most accurate. So let's rethink it's it. It's a
0: good start.
1: It's a good start. And he was one of the people to rewrite the rules So this idiot has a massive influence. Um, He experienced the solar eclipse on the 21st of August, 1560, and was greatly impressed by the fact that it had been predicted, although the prediction uh, based on current observational data was a day off. Um, he realised that more accurate observations would be the key to making more exact predictions. Jorgen Thigerson, Brahe, however, wanted Tycho to educate himself in order to become a civil servant and sent him off on a study tour of Europe in early 1562. 15-year-old Tycho was given a mentor, the 19-year-old Anders Soroson Vedel, whom he eventually talked into allowing uh, the pursuit of astronomy during the tour, but... um, Basically, he was like, right, I know my fake dad has told you that I, I'm going to become a civil servant, but I fucking love staring at the sky. Can I not just do that? Like, no, I'm getting paid to... Oh, come on, other fake dad. Let me... Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why he's passed around. I know.
1: He's so annoying, this kid. Um, (laughs) Bedel and his pupil left Copenhagen in February 1562. On the 24th of March, they arrived in Leipzig, where they matriculated, which is fancy words for enrolled. Um, at the Lutheran Leipzig University. In 1563, he observed a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn and noticed that the Copernican and Ptolemaic tables used to predict the conjunctions were inaccurate. This led him to realise that progress in astronomy required required systemic, rigorous observation night after night using the most accurate instruments obtainable – And he began maintaining journals, uh, detailed journals, of all his astronomical observations in this period. He combined the study of astronomy and astrology, laying down um, horoscopes for different uh, famous personalities. So that's how he made his money. He was like a a, a, a kind of a horoscope predictor to the stars, basically. Um, okay. When Tycho and Vedel uh, returned from Leipzig in 1565, Denmark was at war with Sweden, and as Vice Admiral of the Danish fleet, Jorgen Brahe had become a national hero for having participated in the sinking of the Swedish warship Mars during the First Battle of Oland in 1564. Shortly after Tycho's arrival in Denmark, Jorgen Brahe was defeated in action in June 4th, 1565, and shortly afterwards died of a fever. Stories have it that he uh, contracted pneumonia a day uh, after a night of drinking with the Danish king, Frederick II. So he went out in a piss with the king. Uh, When the king (laughs) fell into the water, the water, I don't know if this is a canal or he just fell over drunk in a puddle or some shit. Uh, (laughs) The, uh, was it? it, Oh, there we go. Yes. No. Died of pneumonia after a night of drinking with the Danish king when the king fell into water in a Copenhagen canal and Brahe jumped in after him. Brahe's possessions passed to his wife, Inga Oxer, who considered Tycho with special fondness. So she was like, oh, I quite like you even though you're not mine. I'll give you some stuff. So, yeah, it was a canal, and apparently jumping in a canal in those days was enough to kill you of pneumonia. So, thats yeah. I don't know what was going well, on in those canals, I mean, but Jesus.
0: It was cold. Fucking cold and full of shit, I'd imagine. Well, wait, is that real?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, God, I'd love to jump in a canal right now. Jesus. Um, <laughs> this is where it all starts to get a bit weird, uh, by our standards. Okay. But by 16th century standards, kind of normal shit, really. Um In 1566, Tycho left to study at the University of Rostock. Here, he studied with professors of medicine and at the university's famous medical school and became interested in medical alchemy and botanical medicine. On December 29th, 1566, at the age of 20, Tycho lost part of his nose in a sword duel, I know, in a sword duel with a fellish Danish nobleman. His third cousin, Mandarup Parsberg, um, if only they had Nerf guns or, like, YouTube boxing yeah. events back in the 16th century and he'd have kept his nose, really.
0: Their family barbecue got a little it out of did, hand. It did,
1: didn't it? Jesus. <laughs> Everyone getting their swords out. Um, the two had drunkenly quarreled over who was the superior mathematician. Fucking nerds.
0: Wow. <laughs> Dude, violent nerds. Violent, rich Jeez. nerds
1: who are well into maths. Um, at an engagement party <laughs> at the home of Professor Cook, uh, sorry, Lucas Backmeister. Oh, the back, what a great name.
0: <laughs> Do you think that he only took off the tip of his nose because he made the calculations on... Yeah, clearly the better specific?
1: mathematician because he was like, I'm only going to take Boom. off the tip, just the tip.
0: That's... <laughs> That's what it was.
1: Um, uh, coming nearly to quarrel again with his cousin on the 29th of December, they ended up resolving their feud with a duel in the dark, which is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. You're rich, you're Sounds mathematicians. Like Why are you song? fighting in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> it's like going. Yeah. We're going to fight, but you know we're going to do it in clown shoes, and I'm going to take this pillow to my fist.
0: <laughs> well, they weren't totally serious. But apparently
1: about it. not. No, like well, we'll use swords, but we'll fight in the dark. Um, <laughs> though the two were later reconciled, the duel resulted in Tycho losing the bridge of his nose and gaining a broad scar across his forehead. He received the best possible care at the university. I bet he fucking did, the rich bastard. And wore a prosthetic nose for the rest of his life. Um, the, I know, and this is really fascinating. He had a fake nose. Fake nose. <laughs> and what do you think that fake nose is made of, Derek?
0: Remember, he's rich. Um, well, it w- let's see, not Play-Doh. He's rich. Um, um, Don't th- clay. Sorry? Clay. Clay.
1: clay. Uh, I, I was hoping wow. you'd go the George Washington route of, like, wood. And wood? wood teeth. It's not wood, <laughs> um, although a nice okay. veneer. You know, a really nice good finish on that wood. You know, really sand it down. Get a really nice, you know, kind of lacquer maybe on that. That'd look really that sexy good. Sexy-looking beak there. Uh, it was actually <laughs> made of gold. Um,
0: get the hell. So out here's here. the thing:
1: he actually gold, gold, nose? gold nose sounds like <laughs> a Bond villain again. Um, so, <laughs> so not only was it he actually had two: he had a gold nose and a silver nose that he'd uh, interchange uh, when he went to social events. So if he was like, mm, this event isn't quite posh enough. I'm going to wear the silver nose tonight, and oh god, the Danish king is around? The one who drunkenly fell into a river and and killed my fake dad? I'm going to put on my gold nose for this. That is the weirdest sentence (laughs) I've ever said in my life.
0: I wonder if people were slighted by getting the silver nose. I wonder.
1: I wonder if it was like, oh god, this party is a failure. He's only wearing the silver nose. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, This is the... the, the, It gets weirder, right? A long time after his death. They exhumed his body. I don 't know why they fucking did that, but people are getting exhumed all the time. I think Salvador Dali was exhumed because someone claimed to be his daughter or something. Um, so they exhumed his body and they found that the nose wasn't actually gold. it was
0: oh no it way. was
1: brass or bronze with a gold coat on it. the cheap bastard. <laughs>
0: Dude, somebody sold him that. Oh though, yeah, I bet like, you. Oh, it's solid, solid gold. gold.
1: Yeah, there you go. Also, you should have put it over. They uh, they looked at the the space around, because they were like, "How the hell has he got this thing on his nose? He can't just be jamming it in there." Um, he used a combination of glue and other solvents to hold it over his fucked up nose. The, another thing he used potentially because they found traces of it in his where his mustache would have been. He used mercury to keep that nose on there.
0: Oh. That seems safe, not poisonous. That's definitely
1: not going to influence his future behavior at all. Um,
0: Could you imagine what that like? If you had solvents, did he lose his sense of smell? Well, I didn't. Just sniffing solvents all day. I
1: wonder. You know, he probably would have done very quickly because those would have been very potent solvents, wouldn't they? Back then,
0: the original glue sniffer,
1: (laughs) solid gold glue sniffer. Uh, But uh, and so that's just that's the first weird shit. Got so angry, okay. and he seems like quite an angry guy, that he lost a drunken sword fight in the dark with his third cousin and then started shoving metallic noses on his face. First of all, it's like, Jesus, that's that's just out there, right? That is a story? That's really yeah. weird. Um, okay. Uh, according to this it was kept it uh, kept in place uh paste and glue made of silver or gold and november they resurrected it and yeah there we go so i was right it was bronze actually as opposed to gold okay um on the 11th of november 1572 tycho ob- observed from Herevard Abbey, a very bright star, now numbered SN 1572, after the year it was found, uh, which had ex- uh, unexpectedly appeared in the constellation Cassiopeia. Because it had been uh, maintained since antiquity that the world beyond the moon's orbit was eternally unchangeable, celestial immunity, immutability was a fundamental belief of the Aristotelian worldview. Um, Other observers held that the phenomenon was something in the terrestrial sphere below the moon. However, Tycho observed that the object showed no daily parallax, whatever that is, against the background of the fixed stars. This implied that it was at least further away than the moon. So immediately, he disproved Aristotle's theory. So this idiot has just changed the world, which is kind of amazing. But then he keeps on fucking up, so we'll stick with it. So it's like, it's hot and cold with this guy in terms of genius and stupidity. Okay. Um, And uh, because it maintained, uh, let's see, however, uh, this implied it was further away, he also found that the objects did not change its position relative to the fixed stars over several months as other planets did in that periodical uh, orbital motions, even the outer planets for which no daily parallax were detectable. Um, So, Yeah. He basically um, came up with a new thing, and he published a small book called *De Nova Stella*, um, thereby coining yeah. the term "nova" for new star. He coined the term "nova," so again, that's a massive thing. The Dude essentially invented the word "nova," absolutely, which is amazing. Yeah, you think about
0: which was my first card. There you go,
1: a <laughs> <laughs> nova. Wow, I, I wonder if it's as glorious as the name suggests. No. No, probably not.
0: No no shining star. No, no shining not. star.
1: Probably rusting star <laughs> potentially. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. Um <laughs> we now classify the star as a supernova and know that it is 7500 light years from earth. Uh the discovery was a, a decisive what's this uh Decisive for his choice of astronomy as a profession, Tycho was strongly critical of those who dismissed uh, the implications of the astronomical appearance, writing in the preface of his book De Nova Stella, Oh, thickwits. Oh, blind watchers of the sky. So he's he's a bit of a prick as well. (laughs) He's just really rubbing it in. I write and I've written a book, you fuckwits. So... (laughs) <laughs> um the publication of his discovery made him a well-known name among scientists across europe he became a megastar after this so yeah. far it's kind of pretty awesome his life i mean okay he's got a, a f- fucking weird shit going on with his nose but you know right. he's he's now the foremost astronomer in mainland europe he's um
0: you might say he's a super he's star. a superstar
1: he's written his ah. own book he's a nova star he's um it's kind of pretty amazing but it all starts to get fucked up now so let's let's delve into that although tycho admired copernicus and was the first to teach his theory in denmark he was unable to reconcile copernican theory with the basic laws of aristotelian physics that he considered to be foundational so even though he's disproved them he's like no 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 These are sacred. You don't mess with them. But you did. No, no, no. No, I'm allowed to, but not you. (laughs) Um, He was also critical of the observational data that Copernicus built his theory on, which he correctly uh, considered to have a high margin of error, which it did, but it's still better than your fucking ideas. Um, Instead, (laughs) Tycho proposed, here we go, a geoheliocentric system in which the sun and moon orbited the Earth. This fucking idiot. With all his accurate measurements and all his scientific theories did not want to say this is a heliocentric solar system and the sun is the centre of it. He was like, no. (laughs) And we'll get to the reasons why he thought that. Um, Tycho's system had many of the same observational and computational advantages that Copernicus' system had and both systems could also accommodate the phases of uh, Venus, although Galileo um, had yet to discover them. Tycho's system provided a safe position for astronomers who were uh, dissatisfied with older models but reluctant to to accept the the heliocentrism of Earth's motion because they didn't want to be excommunicated, basically. They didn't want the right. church on their ass. Right. Um, the yeah, he's like, here's your safe middle ground, Like, even though it's wrong. Um, it gained a considerable following after 1616 when Rome declared that the heliocentric model was contrary to both philosophy and scripture and could be discussed only as a computational convenience that had no connection to fact. You can talk about it but only as a joke you do you you do not take this seriously you (laughs) laugh after it is discussed and that's the only way you get to talk about the sun
0: there you go talk about it in code (laughs) and then giggle and make fun of it the way I. it's okay
1: if you giggle afterwards if you don't you go in into prison um (laughs) <laughs> so, Tycho's system also offered a major innovation. While both were purely um, geocentric model and the heliocentric model as set forth by Copernicus relied on the idea of transparent rotating crystalline spheres to carry the planets in their orbits. Tycho eliminated the spheres entirely. He essentially helped on the path to discovering gravity which is amazing. Okay. So Copernicus is like, nah, giant fucking crystals, mate. Giant crystals holding it, all these pints, like that. And he's like, no, they don't exist. Okay. We don't know what exists, <laughs> but it ain't fucking crystals, you idiot. So good and bad again with this guy. Um, his assistant, a name you might recognize, Kepler, um, Uh, as well as other Copernican astronomers, tried to persuade Tycho to adopt the heliocentric model of the solar system, but he was not persuaded. According to Tycho, the idea of a a rotating and revolving Earth would be in violation not only of all physical truth, but also of the authority of Holy Scripture, which ought to be paramount. Believe the church, because fucking just don't piss off those guys. All right. Uh, and with respect to physics, Tycho held that the Earth was just too sluggish and heavy to be continuously in motion. What are you fucking talking about? It's a—it's f- so fat. Look at the Earth. There's no way that fucker's running at a thousand miles an hour. Are you mad? Um, according to the accept- accepted Aristotelian physics at the time, the heavens, whose motions and cycles were continuously and unending, were made of ether and quintessence. This substance, not found on Earth, was light and strong and unchanging and natural state circular motion. By contrast, the Earth, where objects seem to have motion but only when moved, and things on it were composed of substances that were heavy and those of natural state at rest, according to Tycho, the Earth was lazy. That's why he couldn't move fast.
0: That seems Uh, fair. uh, (laughs) He's the flat earther
1: of his day, even though he has the science to disprove (laughs) it. Um, Thus, Tycho acknowledged that the daily rising and setting of the sun and the stars could be explained by the Earth's rotation, as Copernicus, Copernicus had said. Still, he said, such a fast motion could not belong to the Earth. A body very heavy and dense and opaque, but rather belong to the sky itself, whose form and subtle and constant matter are better suited to perpetual motion, however fast. So we are too fat to move fast. The stars are nimble. They are fucking fast, mate. You get them off and they are going. Okay. So that's he, he. another black mark on his name. Um, after he published De, St- De Nova Stella, he became a huge star, and after threatening to leave Denmark for Germany, fucking power play there, King Frederick II granted him the title of the island of Ven, formerly Heaven, which I think is hilarious, um... In the middle of the sound, about halfway between Copenhagen and Helsingor, together with financial support for the observatory and the laboratory buildings, all told, all totaled, the amount spent to keep this fucker in Denmark amounted to 1% of the total GDP of the country of Denmark for that year. That is a shitload of money. We are talking billions in today's money. (laughs) And Tycho called the observatory Uraniaborg after Urania, the muse of astronomy. What a fucking nerd. Um, Surrounded by scholars (laughs) and visited by learned travellers from all over Europe, Tycho and his assistants collected observations and substantially corrected nearly every known uh, astronomical record. Tycho was an artist as well as a scientist and a craftsman, and everything he undertook or surrounded himself with had to be innovative and beautiful, and he could do it all because this observatory was fucking massive. It was colossal. It was essentially a giant castle that the Danish king built for him. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, established his own printing shop to pre- uh, produce and bind his own manuscripts his way. Uh, he imported uh, Augsburg craftsmen to construct the finest astro- uh, astronomical instruments. He induced um, Italian and Dutch artists and architects to design and decorate his observatory. This guy is Oh, nice. Fucking rapper level. He's on yeah, on. he's like, bring yeah, on the arch, bring on <laughs> the crystal, bring on all the trappings.
0: He, he's like Money he Mayweather. Fucking, he's
1: the Floyd Mayweather of astronomy in the 16th century. This is fucking crazy. Um, and he invented a pressure system to provide then uncommon convenience of sanitary lavatory facilities. The dude invented indoor toilets. Okay, that's got to be another. Thank positive. you, thank you. You have <laughs> saved my life and my ass, literally, on a number of occasions, sir. Thank you so much. Um, although they, they'd kind of been around, <laughs> but not to the level where he was like, "And maybe we'll do one on each floor. How about that? You know, yeah. so you don't have to run like, up and what
0: downstairs. What if we haven't Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uraniaborg fulfilled the hopes of Tycho's king and friend Frederick II, that it would become the centre of astrological study and discovery in northern Europe. But Frederick died in 1588, and under his son, Christian IV, Tycho's influence dwindled. Most of his income was stopped, partly because of the increasing needs of the state for money. They were like, Look, dude, we can't keep on spending all of this money. People need to eat. And you're still getting people in from Augsburg to make your fancy chairs. It can't carry on. <laughs> um, so spoiled by Frederick, however, Tycho had developed a bit of an ego. And he actually demanded more money and was less inclined to carry out the civic duties required by his income from state lands. So he was like, mm, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing that. Give me do- more money.
0: Doubles down on the F you pay me and yep. I leave. Job. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
1: uh, and At this point, he's at odds with the three great, great powers, the king, the church, and the nobility. Tycho left Venn in 1597, and after short stays at Rostock and Wandersbeck near Hamburg, he settled in Prague in 1599 under the patronage of Emperor Rudolf II, who also in later years supported the astronomer Johannes Kepler, his former student, who was Tycho's assistant for a while, and somehow, um, it, it, so Kepler encouraged the emperor to look after this guy, even though Tycho had treated him like shit for years. And there is a theory that the, the, um, mercury that was found in Tycho's mustache, he might have actually been poisoned by Kepler. There's just a little theory out there. Oh. It's kind of cool because uh, okay. it kind of makes it sound like a mysterious film and a like, bit like Amadeus, you know, where there's jealousy and everything. Okay. Um, so he's alienated his countrymen. He's alienated the church. He's alienated all of his colleagues. And um, he still thinks that the Earth is the center of the solar system. But he has kind of helped invent things like Nova and accurately kind of predicted gravity and also helped improve indoor sanitation, which is amazing. So, so far he's done...
0: He's got some good things.
1: So far he's done really amazing things, also some kind of stupid things, uh, pissing people off to the point where they chop off his nose, shit like that as well. Can't forget about that. But this is the part that I think really earns him a great place in the halls, the annals of utter stupidity. Tycho suddenly contracted a bladder-slash-kidney ailment after attending a banquet in Prague and died 11 days later on the 24th of October, 1601, at the age of just 54. It's also said that Tycho had been suffering from an illness which had uh, attempted to take care of himself with his alchemy skills, so he may have also poisoned himself, because, of course, he had a, yeah. he had all this money, and he was still like, well, I still want to try and make gold out of air. Why not, you know?
0: Um <laughs> He, it, yeah. Sprinkle in a little arsenic yeah, throw some a linen little bit there, of
1: ricin in there. Paper let's paper. let's get it all together. <laughs> so he may have actually helped kill himself. Um according to Kepler's first hand account, so Kepler was there on this night. Um okay. Tycho had refused to leave the banquet to relieve himself because it would have been a breach of etiquette. After he returned home, he was no longer able to urinate. Um, except eventually in very small quantities and with excruciating pain. That night before he died, he suffered from delirium, during which he was frequently heard to exclaim that he hoped he would not be seen to have lived in this vein. Uh, before dying, he urged Kepler to finish the Rudolphine tables and expressed the hope that he, would, uh, that he would do so by adopting Tycho's own planetary system – and kepler was like yeah sure no fucking way he's wrong um rather than <laughs> copernicus it was reported that tycho had written his own epitaph and this is where i'm going to end it he lived like a sage and died like a fool you know that was his dying epitaph okay. if only he just wet himself
0: dude he's self-aware. Yeah.
1: He's he's a rich dude in Prague. When you're at a banquet, I guarantee he's not the only person pissing his pants at this place. Right? Just do it. You might live another twenty five yeah. years.
0: Well, th- think about it. The whole reason that some of his theories were wrong was like out of yeah. tradition and etiquette oh, yeah. beliefs. Yeah. And then the thing that killed him was out of tradition and etiquette. So I mean, he's that's there. There there's his. idiot moments. Tycho Brahe uh...
1: hamstrung by society and etiquette basically Um, had he not been so rigid and actually maybe followed through with his own beliefs of being accurate in measuring and stuff like that I don't think he'd be anywhere near this list and also if he hadn't been quite so hot headed he probably would have stayed in Denmark and made all these fantastic discoveries and maybe not lost part of his nose and if he'd just been like yeah I used to have indoor plumbing. Have you got any indoor plumbing here? Or maybe just an open window? I really need to take a piss. It's like, okay, you're on the out with the Prague social scene, but come on, dude. You know?
0: <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in that uh, Steve Martin movie, The Dirty oh, Rotten yeah. Scoundrels. Where he's you mind you excuse me will I use the or may I yeah. may I use the restroom? Go ahead. Ah. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: That Would have been good enough, exactly.
1: Like, it, just uh, just piss yourself. It's not like everyone's done it, you know, especially the people at this banquet. They have people to hold buckets under them so they can piss into them, you know. Wow. They're that rich,
0: that's legit. Yeah. I gotta yeah, get, gotta one get one of them. a
1: piss servant. <laughs> uh, so there we go. So, it when I said died in a similar manner to um, Adolf Fredericks, it's true because Adolf Fredericks ate himself to death. This guy was at a massive banquet and just didn't want to leave the table for the sake of etiquette and eventually uh, kind of didn't piss himself to death. Um, but it's also got elements of Gigi Allen in there with the whole uh, bodily right. fluid and stuff. But, so what do you make of <laughs> yeah. Tycho Brahe, the, uh, an incredible scientist and uh, contributed so much to the world of astronomy and how we see the universe now, but also a massive fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he made an enemy of the yeah. church and the establishment yeah. anyway, but then still stuck to math that he knew exactly. was wrong, which is ridiculous. If you're going to be on the
1: out with the church, at least um, go with the stuff that makes sense, like a heliocentric universe, you know?
0: Right. Well, and if your math says it should be this, and I know that this isn't right, but this is the way it's always yeah. been, that's my least favorite thing for oh, people no. to say. We do it this way because that's the way it's always Dude, been. Dude, you're a scientist. You have oh. just
1: discovered something go with it it's what made you famous do it right. again you know
0: go go with the testing and results and stay away from the beliefs the ideas that's where you <laughs> exactly stick with. stick with the ideas and away from the beliefs unbelievable um i i give him uh because he the, the sanitary and oh, clean yeah. bathrooms that is, is huge. massive <laughs> that is huge. Um, eh, And the good things that he did, and because I think a gold (laughs) nose kicks ass, he gets cool points (laughs) for that. Um, I'm going to go with a 70 for him as well. Okay, cool.
1: There's a nice safe C Uh um, for Tycho Brahe, (laughs) who died in fucking stupid circumstances and lost his nose because he was a hothead, but was a very foundational scientist in what we understand to be the workings of the universe now. So I I get that. However, um, your crazy lady congress person, what was her name again? Marjorie.
0: Yeah, Marjorie Marjorie Taylor I I almost said Jonathan Taylor
1: Thomas then, but that's a different person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would have worked. (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene,
1: who in a way has achieved. You know, she got herself into... Congress, and okay, it will have been through, yes. you know, populist, conspiratorial bullshit, but she has at least achieved something, you know? So, she has. I feel like um, that is one aspect of her that we can leave as a positive. However, the rest of it, kind of constantly negative. To be honest, when you said a woman and congressperson, I thought, oh, is it going to be Sarah Palin? And no, we've gone even darker than Sarah Palin.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> well... I couldn't get past the Pizzagate and the space Jewish lasers. Jewish space and, lasers. Um, oh, my yeah. God. That's so amazing. It, it just makes it me It really laugh, does. Who like believes that many conspiracy
1: theories? You know, and it's funny. I was going to mention this at the time I just remembered. One of my favorite quotes of all time, and I don't always agree with Alan Moore, but boy, do I love his, his writing. That dude has written some of the best fiction of the last hundred years. You know, Watchmen from hell. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, V for Vendetta. Uh, He's got a new book coming out called Jerusalem, which is something like 662 pages or some (laughs) crazy shit like that. He said that, you know, people that believe, and he said, you know, Jewish banking conspiracies and lizard-human-reptile hybrids, he's like, a lot of them believe in these conspiracies because it makes them feel comfortable. Because despite the fact they're rebelling against what they believe is a controlling aspect in the world, at least they think there is control there. They think that someone is control right. of the world. What they don't want to realise and what conspiracy theories hide is the fact that the world is largely chaotic and always will be. And when he said right. that, I was like, well, that's it. You know, there is a comfort in believing that you are rebelling against some system or someone but the fact of the matter is, a lot of the time, it is chaos out there. I mean, you know? Right.
0: Well, they want to believe that everything has exactly. a meaning. Like, it means yes. something to be here. Otherwise, what's the point? Sad. But to just be yeah. in the moment and to have just fun. to just
1: enjoy yourself. <laughs> and if you take happiness in your idiocy, like no doubt Tycho Brahe and Marjorie Taylor Thomas did, <laughs> then why not? And I, the main thing, and it's one of the things we want to get through in this podcast, is um, you want to learn lessons in life. And you can learn lessons from other people's mistakes, and that's absolutely what this podcast is about. But ultimately, don't be like Tycho Brahe, someone who is tied to... Um, etiquette and rules despite the fact that you are a scientist and you are supposed to be there to disprove these things and don't be Marjorie Taylor Green, is that her name? yeah, Taylor Green yep. who just yeah. like just swings wild at fucking everything Just there is a balance <laughs> to life and if you are calm and measured and you think things through, typically you tend to make less mistakes, nobody is perfect nobody is never nobody's ever made no mistakes even even the the Dalai lama said that he wishes women would dress more sexy in an interview a few years ago that was kind of a fuck up for the Dalai lama the the enlightened <laughs> one so you know I hope you take lessons from this and try not to worry too much about the world as it is in constant shift. Because uh, if you worry too much, you might end up not weeing and and dying as a result of holding your pee. And, uh Derek, what did you think of this week's subjects?
0: <laughs> I learned a whole yeah. bunch of shit. That's that's what <laughs> yeah. I learned. Um, eh, I, I I heard of this this story a little bit okay. before, and I. Dude, finding out the whole um, his uncle yeah. took him like, trading kids thing might have led to oh, the yeah. whole uh, sticking to the rules, or that's the way it's sure. always been. Uh, it it brings a whole new it, angle. It really to does. It, so I, it, it shows
1: you that there's a, a probably that, an element of psychological trauma there that was never really looked into from a very young age when he was taken from his birth parents and just never really explained really. So. Could yeah, definitely could have been a thing. I really enjoyed this, and I learned an awful lot of Scandinavian words that I never thought I'd be able to pronounce. And uh, it's it's just been fun. I do like hearing about these people because it does make me feel better about my situation. Because, um, you know, at least I don't believe in PizzaGate. For fuck's sake,
0: you know. Right. <laughs> That was my whole purpose is I wanted to go off of something yeah. kind of fun there uh, in in a little way because that's the way I look at conspiracy yeah. theories. I oh, love yeah. them. But not to go, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Just to go, that's a cute concept. Hmm. This is yeah. interesting. Why not? You know? Uh, so
1: that's our show for this week so thank you everybody for uh, listening, we're on episode 13 now, we've had 26 whole idiots, isn't that amazing, Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, we are on Twitter and Instagram, on Twitter we are uh, I think it's uh, Greatest Idiots at Greatest Idiots, and on Instagram we are At History's Greatest Idiots. We also have a YouTube channel if you're listening to this on the podcast. You can watch us if it's easier for you that way. You can watch me sweat profusely for an hour and 15 minutes um, while Derek sits in a lovely (laughs) air-conditioned room and uh, doesn't sweat a bead. It's amazing.
0: Yep. I'm special. See I have to have air yeah. conditioning though because I'm Well also you're years, in
1: Arizona so, so it's a lot like a, a, a thing that has to happen whereas <laughs> the west midlands of the UK typically not somewhere that gets 90 degree weather. Um so yeah. so thank you everyone for joining and if you'd like to reach out to us please do and remember try not to be someone who believes every fucking conspiracy they come across or who holds in their pee <laughs> so much that the next time they pee it's excruciating pain because that ain't fun you know peeing should be fun you know or at least pain free. It should should be fun. Write your name in the snow. Enjoy yourself with it. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, until next time, Derek, would you like to say goodbye?
0: Goodbye, everybody.
1: Excellent. And we shall see you all next week. Goodbye now.